This is Everything Homes special segment. Messages that matter from people you need to know about. Heroes, do-gooders, and purpose-driven patriots. Offering tips, solutions, inspiration, and entertainment. They truly are good people, doing good business and good things. Here's your host, Michelle Swinnick, the queen of quality content. Enjoy the show. It's time for Michelle's Patriotic Soapbox, but first... Promos for com. Did you know... 63% of consumers prefer to buy from purpose-driven brands and businesses that reflect their own values, beliefs, and support charitable causes. Promos for a Purpose provides business owners with ways to support worthy causes and promote their brands at the same time with its comprehensive done-for-you marketing and media program. Visit www.promosforapurpose.com for more information. Promos for a Promos for a Purpose helps you stand out from your competition and stay top of mind by promoting your purpose made easy. It's our everything done for you purpose-driven business partnership and marketing experience which provides small business owners, entrepreneurs, service providers, and corporations with ways to support charitable causes and promote their brands at the same time. Promos for a Purpose gives your brand something to believe in and makes it easier than ever to join this new purpose-driven model and movement which is transforming how businesses operate operate, market, and serve customers, clients, and the community. Just click the Promos for a Purpose tab on our website, everythinghomeresourceplatform.com, to get all the information. We'd love for you to become a part of our community as a purpose-driven business so we can help you grow and share why you are the best at what you do. It's time your story is heard. Now let's get this soapbox started. My next guest is Dr. Pam Popper, the founder of Make Americans Free Again, wellness forum, health, and co-author of the explosive book, COVID Operation, What Happened, Why It Happened, and What's Next. And keep in mind, everybody, that was released in October of 2020. So talk about a pioneer. And she's also one of the first leaders to organize a movement to fight for the freedoms of we the people. So let's give her a big round of applause for a fabulous freedom-fighting and country-loving, data-driven doctor. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello. Well, I couldn't Hello. handle. Hello. Thank you for having me. Oh, I, I, you're one of my favorites. So I, when I, when you said you can come on, I did a little dance. I was very excited. Um, and I know that you're probably. You said you don't sleep, and then you know, I, I realized, you know, I, I say that when I feel if I, I'm a little tired, or I'm like, oh, I'll, feel, I'll do it tomorrow. I'm like, no, Dr. Pam Popper doesn't sleep. I'm not. I'm going to do it tonight. <laughs> I'm going to finish it. So I'm used that. I use that to spin myself around out of a little, I only need four hours of sleep too. So I'm, I've repositioned my thought process because of you. Well, I, I think a lot of us have had to do that mainly because um, if we, if we don't pay attention now, we're going to have plenty of time to sleep uh, some other time and be, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, oh gosh, we have yeah. to, we, we have to solve this problem because it's either going to turn around and go in a good direction or we're not going to want to live here anymore. And uh, it's scary. I mean, it's frightening. So that, when I feel tired, I can kind of remotivate myself, turn myself around, and, and go in a completely different direction pretty quickly based on that. And I don't come from a position of fear because I really do feel like we're going to solve this problem, and I think we're on our way to doing it. And I think the chaos that we're watching right now is a sign that they're pretty panicked about things. But um, but we have to be really diligent and uh, on top of things until we're done. And so, yeah, sleep will come later. 
Yeah, it's overrated anyway. So you want to, <laughs> it's overrated, and, and they have stuff you can put on in case you look a little tired. It's not a big deal, everybody. You can. It's, That's you know, what they make so, that concealer for, so that you don't look like a raccoon when you're on TV. Yeah, right? it's 2021. They got all the serums and potions and motions. They got all that. So you were on episode 214, which was about two and a half months ago, and boy, has everything changed, and I'm not for yeah. the better, but kind of some of the things are at least. People are waking up, right? So at least people are paying attention and they're getting a lot more active. But literally in the past week, Dr. Pam, I cannot believe what has been thrown at us literally in the past uh, week of, of, I thought, really, like I took the whole mask hole and the whole mask portion out of my, my spiel in the show about, you know, a month and a half, two months ago, because I'm like, oh, good. Uh, we don't have to talk about that anymore. And then all of a sudden, boom, it's right back there. And I went, oh, my God. And I'm thinking, all right, maybe this time around, everybody's got a clue that it doesn't do anything. It actually hurts your health. It's like eating your own poop out of your own diaper. Why would you want to do that? And then I was like, well, I started seeing people just be so happy to have them back on. I went, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Here we go again. I thought thought we all figured it out. No, that's not the majority. And and I think that um, you made a comment that's really important that people are starting to wake up. And what what's happened is, and in in many ways, we're a lot better off than we were before. One of the reasons is we really do know what we're dealing with, and if you can quantify the problem, you're a lot closer to solving it. So I think that's helpful. I think the second thing is as they have become more desperate because what's what's happened is that they are losing control. And they actually were from the beginning. But, you know, when things go in a certain direction, they gather momentum. So here's what I mean. In the beginning, um, you had some countries that didn't lock down like Sweden, and their numbers are still really good. They, of course, they hide that, but but you can find out if you want to. And then here in the United States, South Dakota didn't get involved, and then you've got Florida that um, you know, came to their senses, the governor came to his senses and opened. And there, there are problems there, but the point is they're not going along with this, and DeSantis has gotten a little snarky with the, with the feds mm-hmm. in terms of his comments. So, <laughs> awesome. so that's going on, and then you let people go, and... Um, and they experienced some freedom. And I thought, I think what the plan was supposed to be, they, they wanted, first of all, a 70% vaccination rate for reasons that we don't know right now, but I suspect it was promised to somebody involved in all of this. Mm-hmm. There are some places at about a third, and they can't get it to budge no matter what, which is why you've seen uh, we started with the clinics, and then we went to the uh, mobile vans, and that didn't work, and then we went to the lotteries and the multimillion-dollar prizes. And you know, so, so this has been escalating because they can't get people to get vaccinated. And so they get, they're starting to get sloppy. So the Surgeon General actually said, that um, people who are vaccinated need to wear their masks to protect the unvaccinated. Now, even if you've bought this whole story for a long time, that has to make almost anybody say, what? What did he say? And every day there's some little thing like that that just makes people say. Another one happened. I was speaking with a woman who works at a hospital, and uh, they've been telling, the, the the management of the hospital has been saying, you know, we're at like 65% and we can get over the top 70%. We just need for some more people to get on board. And so that they then said, okay, we're going to mandate it by October. 
Okay, so yesterday the people who work at this hospital got an email saying we need to for you to report your vaccination status. Well, I don't know how they know 65% have gotten the vaccine if the first time they're asking about vaccination <laughs> status was yesterday, right? So, so these are all, I mean, people. this makes people ask questions, and they're obviously not thinking things through. Good for us, not so good for them. Yeah, it's like the... Um... Their script writers went on strike <clears throat> in Hollywood. You know, they go through those periods, and they, they're that, so they're making their own, and you're going, you guys are really bad at this. You you, you right. really need to just wait to, for them to come back, kind of put things on pause a little bit because um, it, it's, everything contradicts itself, and literally there is no common sense that almost anybody can then pick up, like you said, and go, wait, wait, did he just say what I thought he said? <laughs> Thank God right, I can rewind right. this. Well, and another thing I want to bring up is there are people who are rule followers, and I don't mean that in a negative way, okay? I'm I'm not a rule follower, and that's not negative <laughs> or positive, just the way I am. But but there are people who follow the rules. And so you might have been, a people, someone might have been a person who said, I think this is a bit of overkill. I think that, you know, I, I, all these kids wearing masks and wearing masks inside, and now you got to wear it outside. I think it's overkill. But, you know, I'll go along with it because it's the law. And they say it's temporary, all right? Now, mm -hmm. why do I bring that up? Because I, I haven't looked at this, but people who I work with say that they've seen Facebook pace, uh, posts where somebody has said that to an extent. Like, I went along with it because it was the law, and then I figured in June when things changed, it's like, okay, well, we got through it. But these are the people who are now saying, well, wait a minute. I went along with it because, you know, you said that this was the key to be, and then I got the vaccine because you said this was the key to getting our freedoms back. And now you're telling me none of that mattered? You want me to put a mask back on now? You're going to mask mm -hmm. my children? You know, so so this is not, the, the last thing you can afford to do when you're a group of criminals planning something like this is start losing your following by alienating <laughs> right. a certain, you know what I'm saying? Alienating right. people. So. Yeah, so anyway, um it's uh, it's painful and um it there's a lot of uncertainty which I think makes everybody very uncomfortable, but I don't think generally that they're opening expensive champagne tonight thinking that they really they really got it covered. No, but they just keep throwing zingers at people. Like what yesterday the day before they said, "Oh, now it's going to be mandatory for the non-vaccines for the military." And they're pushing all these healthcare workers. I mean, Arizona they just about a week or so, maybe two weeks ago, they said everybody in the Banner Health System, which is our largest employer, you have to get this. And people are starting to freak out because they're like, well, I'm not going to get it. And then I, I'm not going to have a job. And, you know, that that's part of what they, you know, that's what they want to stir up. Um, mm -hmm. But in the meantime, I know that you at, over at Make Americans Free Again, and of course, the uh, America's attorney, Thomas Renz, He's been mm -hmm. on fire lately on all the shows he's been on. And you did a fabulous job, by the way, in the uh, summit that was on Wednesday. I want to let you. you know that. Yeah, you did Thank great. Um, so, uh, you know, and he, he's ready to just sue everybody. So I want to encourage people. <laughs> he said, he said, I'm taking it. He goes, just, I, you'll dare me. Just come on, bring it. I was like, ooh, he's getting all fired up. And um, I want to let everybody know that. Pam's organization, or Dr. Pam, sorry, I've got to address no, no, properly. Pam's you did earn my it. name. No, 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 no. I know, Pam is you my name. It. Yeah. DPP. DPP. Yeah. You know me, DPP. Um, <laughs> so, you know, they they do, They're uh, she's been funding this whole Make Americans Free Again on her own. And, uh, you know, there are these legal fees uh, because they are suing 
tremendous organizations in the government and things like that. So I want to encourage anybody, if you have a little extra for the tip jar, go ahead and send that over to, you want to go to your website, Make Americans Free Again? Yeah, they can donate at okay. makeamericansfreeagain.com or send a check to our office um, and, uh, and send me an email, by the way, at pampopper at msn.com. I put out a lot of free information. I put out a newsletter every Monday and four videos a week. Um, and I try to, I, I have a little bit different slant on things. I'm very, very cautious about what I say. And um, and and I think there's sometimes the, there's a lot of sensationalism that goes on in the reporting of these things. And I've said for the better part of the last year and a half, you know, there's enough bad stuff going on. We don't really have to hypothesize or or, or go beyond just how bad it is from a factual standpoint when you talk about the vaccines and that sort of thing. And then we're doing a lot of interesting initiatives that people might want to know about too. So um, just to be clear, I'm paying for the overhead part of this, but the legal any donations go to the attorneys, and we have fabulous ones. Tom has managed to accumulate a group of attorneys who are fabulous. They work well together. Uh, they're very committed to this, and they're some of the brightest legal minds in the country. And uh, so funding lawsuits is a big part of it. Um, right now, well, and for the last year and a half, we've been saving local businesses. That's uh, The government has no plan to save our communities. We're going to have to do that on our own. We're very busy right now um, helping parents get their children out of school because um, uh, the schools have been very clear. They waited till the end. Did you notice how mm-hmm. they did that? It's like the week before school starts and you're picking up schedules, then they tell you we're going to have masks and we're going to have circles and we're going to, you know, all nine yards. But but um, in any case, uh, parents are feeling right now that schools are not safe environments for their kids. And we've never had this type of massive withdrawal from school and parents who really need help situating their kids into what I think they will find is a better educational environment than they were in before. But um, we are we are full-time on that right now. And I'd like to see a half a million to a million children withdrawn from school in the United States during the next several months. I think that would be the best solution. And it will end up being, like you said, long-term because if, you can't even trust, like here in Arizona, the uh, Doug Dushi, our governor, he signed a uh, – it was in, in the bill that passed – at the end of the session, that there was going to be no masks, no non-vaccines, and uh, no CRT in the schools. Um, well, they left the SEL in there, which is the social emotional learning, which I don't even know what that means in English. So that's the back door to CRT. And then, of course, mm-hmm. you've got school districts all over the country saying, well, no, we're going to do the mask mandate. I'm like, well, that's against what our, what the law is now. So apparently that doesn't matter, and it's happening all over the country. So, uh, well, I've, uh, said, I've been saying for a long time, they stopped following the law a long time ago because people are right. I mean, you've seen this. People are, like, tying their fists on the table saying, this is against the law. You are correct. What are their chicken dinner? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what are you doing to get to help these parents to get out of school? Because I, I wanna, that kind of is the big focus here, too, that we, we need more support to get um, yes. for the parents. And in Arizona, and you have – 
We have a I chapter know. in Arizona. Arizona stands yeah, United. Jenny. Jenny Jackson is um, is going to be working on it from her standpoint. But we're we have a, a workshop, and we spent a lot of time on this. We put together a task force to work on this, and the workshop basically outlines for the parents the reality of the situation. I would not send a child of mine to school right now. It's a very precarious situation. The CDC still has this very scary thing posted on their website saying that um, all children should go to school with extra supplies in case they're separated from their parents overnight. And so we have a lot of data like that. Yeah, it's still there. And uh, oh there's God. some scary things like that from coming from the school system. So the first half of the presentation is really to make the parent feel, because a lot of parents intuitively feel this isn't a great thing, but, but when they actually see the black and white evidence, it, it's like, yes, I need to do this, right? And then the second half of it is the logistics stuff. So what if I work full-time? What if I um, what if I have a special needs child? Well, what's going to happen? Like, if my kid wants to go to college, how does that all work out? You know, so all the logistical things that affect most people are addressed in this workshop. And then, um, so that's the first thing. It takes about an hour to an hour and a half because there are usually a ton of questions, and we have experienced people on the phone or on the Zoom sessions to talk. And then we have weekly office hours, which is like two hours during which you can call into a conference call number or a Zoom number, and, and say and tell what your problem is. And, and we're going to keep doing that all through the school year. We have really experienced homeschool parents. So it could be um, we bought a curriculum for math, and, um, and it's way too easy for my child. Usually that's what people find is their kids are much brighter than they've been given credit mm-hmm. for in school, right? So, and this just came up at our meeting last night. We always have a homeschool meeting after our math meeting. But um, this woman said, I bought a, a curriculum for math for my son, and he's clearly, like, way beyond this. So does anybody have any suggestions? Because it appears that my child is really gifted in math and I need to find something. Well, the, you know, we have six, eight parents that are there to say, you know, we have that problem with our child and science and that kind of stuff. So here's a website to go to. We found this curriculum, you know, that kind of thing. De-schooling. Um, I never heard that term before, but um, yeah, all that? the parents. and Well, our parents, the parents have done this before, say that you have to let, like, three or four months go by where you don't even try to do any schooling. You have to get de-schooled. And here's what I mean by that. So a parent might say, oh my gosh, I have to get this done because school starts on August 15th. Well, who said that? Well, it, it does. Okay, well, well, I'm I'm 64. I went to school the day after Labor Day and finished the yes. day, the weekend before Memorial Day, and I turned out all right. So you don't have to start mm-hmm. school on August 15th. You could start in October. Um, another one would be, well, you know, school takes seven hours a day. The average child whose school's at home is going to be maybe three to four hours. Um, what do I do if I work? Well, you gather together. This is where our Thursday group system comes in so handy. You gather together with other parents. And, you know, if I had children right now, for example, um, I have a flexible schedule. So I would probably make an arrangement with five other parents and say, listen, um, on on Monday uh, I'll, I, I can bring my kid to the office and my kid will be here and your kids can come with her. And then on Tuesday they'll be at so-and-so's house. I mean, people do have more flexible working at home 
home kind of arrangements than they did before. So all of those logistics. But the but the de-schooling thing is getting away from the idea that school starts at eight in the morning, that it has to start in August, and that it takes all day, and then there's homework, and that and that kids have to be told what to do, and you know the the independence that gets bred from homeschooling is just so incredible. Like the after after you get started, the parents ask the stu- the kids, "What are you going to do today?" Well, today I'm going to look into this uh, thing that happened during the Civil War and write a paper on it. Okay, that sounds great. I'd like to read it when you're done with it. That's the child. So, so we have an employee uh, who, who if she doesn't give her kids something to do, they don't know what to do. Well, I don't know how old you are, but when I was a kid, my mother used to lock us out of the house in the summertime. Come in for lunch, right? But go outside. And and we didn't, nobody had a play date. Like, you know how you found friends? You walk out in the front yard and you see, here's some kids across the street. Why don't you go see if they want to go bike riding, right? We never were inside. Right. Never were inside. The kids have to learn to be much more self-directed and um, and much more uh, they take the initiative for things. And uh, and I think that, like I said before, that I think a lot of parents, um, my experience has been they find out, well, if I'd known it was going to be this great, I would have done it sooner. Yeah, and I've heard that a lot. I have a very good friend who is uh, homeschooled all of her kids. She's got five of them, and she's got two that are still there. And she's big into this. And, of course, she ran for um, school board here in Arizona, and they hated her for that because <laughs> it was like she was blowing up, you know, all every ideology that they stand that they stand for, and it's completely opposite of what really does make sense. But she's saying the same things that you did, um, that she uh, when she shares them with other parents and other parents start to actually do the homeschooling, that they said, I wish, I didn't realize it would have been this easy, and I I was scared of it. Now I wish I would have done it sooner. And that was, that's from a lot of people. So mm-hmm. um, yeah. Well, it's like anything new. I think there's humans have a resistance to something new, and I can speak uh, with authority on that because being a human myself who's resistant to something new, <laughs> I can mm-hmm. tell you it's alive and well in all of us. <laughs> and, and let's face it, there's been a certain amount of public school. And, and I think this was by design, actually. Public school has taken up more and more and more of kids' lives. And I think it's detrimental because it takes away from the family. So the child leaves in the middle of the night in the morning, and by the time after-school activities happen, comes home at dinner time, eats for a half hour with his family, maybe, maybe not, and then does homework till 11 o'clock at night. And then there's sports in the summer, and every weekend's taken up. And so um, it, it, the, the bad, that's a bad thing because I think the whole living arrangement should be more family-centered. But the reason it, be, it makes a problem right now is that, is that parents are realizing the school takes up all this time, which has left me pretty footloose and fancy free to go to work, to go grocery shopping, to you know, to not have to worry about the child because the school is entertaining the child. And this really is a huge adjustment to now go back to uh, the nuclear family being the center of everything. Uh, and by the way, this does not mean that you're teaching algebra at the kitchen table to your child. It doesn't mean that. It just means that um, everything comes kind of cloistered into the family. The decisions are made around the family. So your child might actually be going to school on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 6 to 9 p.m. Okay, because mm-hmm. that's what works best for your family, and um, and you know again they don't need anywhere near as much time to do this on their own as they do in school. People say I can't believe how much wasted time there is during the school day, you know. So, 
anyway, um, I think that um, uh, I think that uh, this will be a good thing for the United States. We're going to turn out thinkers and doers and people who take initiative if we get more and more of these kids out of school, and I think that this will end up working in our favor. And I also don't think that they are prepared for the massive, um, we're just not doing this kind of response they're going to get. Yeah, they they think that everyone's just going to buy into this and follow in line like we stupidly did the last time. So and then I know there's money attached to that too. So uh, the kids, the money is attached to the kids. The kids are attached to the money. So if they get yeah, if the kids are taken out of school, does that mean that these school systems aren't going to be getting the money for the kids for that school year? Well, they will for some. They will get some money, but the but the part but the money part of it. You're real right about this. There's a money part of it that isn't attached to the specific child as much as the the overall population. And this is this thing I found um, a few weeks ago. Actually, it wasn't. Somebody forwarded it to me, and then I looked into it. It's called the American Rescue Plan, which was um, this $2.9 trillion monstrosity. You know, they're printing money yeah. in Washington. I wish I could do that, by the way. I know. That'd be cool. But um, anyway, this American Rescue Plan included in it $122 billion for schools. And um, and what this money is for is in part for things that we would probably agree with, like helping kids who got behind last year get caught up. But a good part of it is also for schools to um, continue COVID nonsense. And it has a provision in it for the school systems to post on their website by June. By the end of June, they had to do it. Uh, what their plan was going to be for adhering to um, CDC guidelines. And they said, you don't have to adhere to the guidelines, but you just have to list what you are going to do that's consistent with their guidelines. Well, the Department of Health locally um, always takes up whatever the CDC says. So that was a graceful, it, it made it look like it wasn't binding, but it actually was. So the school systems, um, some of them got millions and millions of dollars. I mean, the one school system in a small suburb of Columbus got $6.1 million. And that's wow. why um, I'm sure you've seen these videos of parents, irate, outraged parents screaming at the school board. And, um, uh, and you know, the school board says, well, we're going to do it anyway. Well, really, does anybody – well, and people don't know about this, but if they did know, they would see the school system is not going to send back the $6.1 million and say, well, we'll just give it back to the feds and then we'll do what the parents want. And we had uh, we, we started having parents write to superintendents, and um, and the responses they got were, were pretty amazing when they invited the superintendent to be very transparent and honest about it. And a couple of things that came out were, first of all, we can't do anything different than what the Department of Health says in whatever state they're in. And we have to do the same thing as all the other school systems because we share a community. So this, again, is the parent going to their school system and saying, we are the parents of this school system and we're going to have influence. They've already made up their mind to comply with the state and to be the same as everybody else. And then another thing that was consistent in several of these emails that came back were, we we haven't figured out the quarantine and testing part of it yet. And then that makes a chill in my spine when I think about the CDC posting about making sure your child goes to school with extra supplies. What the heck yeah. are they actually planning, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is, that's scary. Um, so as far as this, these workshops, they're on the website. Is it a big banner? Is it, where do people need to go? Because I want uh, well, they can just send to get me the word email. out. 
We're building okay. out the, the school thing. First of all, I've written some articles um, in, the, in my newsletter about this school issue, and I took all of them and posted them on the Make Americans Free Again website under the um, the Children in Schools section. Uh, okay. So you can read those articles there. Um, if you want, if you're a parent and you need help or you want to participate in the workshops, just send me an email. We'll send the schedule back, and you can pick what date and time you want. And by the way, um, we're prepared uh, here that if this turns into a like everyday uh, thing because there is so much demand we're willing to do it because we I really feel strongly that the death the, you can define a society by the way that it treats its most vulnerable people and there's no question that children are some of our most vulnerable people they are counting on the adults in their lives to do the right thing for them and so there's nothing more important right now going back to how we started our conversation sleep is not anywhere as important as making sure that any parent who wants to take their child out of school has the resources to do it. Yeah, I think this is the, the most important thing that for people to focus on right now that do have kids is to get them out of the schools. And do you have any uh, any updates on any of the non-vaccine lawsuits that you guys have, or anything that you uh, that you have in yeah. the works for people well, that uh, are facing these I'll, issues with their employer because or the schools? I mean, people want to know what so, can I do. You get your child away from the school because here's another chilling thing that I want to make sure everybody knows. In many states, there's what's called a mature do a mature minor doctrine where they can actually vaccinate children 12 and up without parental permission. And all of these schools are saying that enthusiastically, we want to be a site for a vaccination clinic, and that should be a little bit scary to parents too. So I think you get your kids out of the schools for that and so many other reasons we've been talking about. In terms of employers, um, a couple of things. Things. There's no quick fix for this, and I think we have to be honest about it. This problem has been brewing for 50 years before this all happened last year. It's a different story for a different episode, I think, but but um, we can't turn around a problem that's been brewing for 50 years in a, a magic dust kind of way. Having said that, we should also not underestimate the importance of a sizable minority and what I mean by that is everybody's screaming they can't get workers for a variety of reasons. And hospitals have always been precarious and medical centers because there are never enough nurses. I mean, have you ever heard the happy pronouncement from your local hospital? <laughs> we have so many nurses wanting to work here. You know, it's always right. they're desperate for nurses. And so... Um, I do a conference call every uh, Thursday at noon Eastern time and invite people to participate in if you want to talk about all of this more. But, um, you know, in, a, in an institution that employs 600 people or 800 people, 50 nurses who sign something and say, we're not going to work here if you do this, can be threatening um, because, you know, it's, it's not easy to hire 50 new nurses. And, um, uh, and, and some hospitals are recognizing this. There's one up in Michigan, and I'm trying to think of the name of it. They actually said we're not going to vaccinate because we think we're not going to mandate vaccinations because we think that all these other places that are going to, they're going to have a bunch of people who want to leave, and for the first time in our existence, we'll have enough staff. Mm -hmm. You know, so um, so when I say, you know, I think there's this myth out there that, oh, there are 800 people who work here. So unless I can find some kind of way to get 500 of them on my side, you don't need 500. You need just enough to make existence pretty precarious from a patient care standpoint, and you might be able to get your way. And that has happened in a couple of places like nursing home chains. So I would encourage people to explore that. And then we are uh, starting a health care initiative 
Um, the problem of healthcare workers is huge. It's been going on for a long time. They're being censored. They can't practice according to what they know is the right thing to do. I mean, you know, we could do another whole show on that. But um, but these um, these we have to do something to defend healthcare workers. And once they get in trouble, they can lose their jobs, or they can have their licenses taken away, mm-hmm. and then, then you lose your livelihood. And so my idea is, if we get five percent of the healthcare workers in the country to contribute a hundred dollars a year, we'll have a hundred and fifteen million dollars a year to defend people. And I think we could make some trouble with that. So that is starting right now as well. Oh, that's a great one. Um... I am going to introduce you to um, Brian Mache, who's running for governor here. He's a nurse and um, a registered nurse, and they, because he was so outspoken and involved with uh, the election and the audit and you know all, all of that, he they've denied him his uh, license to be um, the next level up, like a physician's assistant or a nurse practitioner. Oh, yeah. I'm, yeah, so they they won't approve it, and they just keep giving the runaround. But it's because of his. Uh, his voice, they don't, they don't want it. Um, but he's still the registered nurse, and um, he would be a great person to have that conversation with, especially here in Arizona. So I'm going to do a little Absolutely. intro for you. Yeah, this, this yeah, is thank you. And wheelhouse. it's going on everywhere. And 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 back to the vaccine problem. One of the problems is it's always been difficult to get a, a an exemption. But I've had a lot of people tell me. I mean, not just a couple, but a lot in the last few few weeks. My doctor said he or she. Would love to, would be happy to give me an exemption. I actually would qualify, but then said, I'll lose my license if I do it, and I just can't take that chance. Um, so, so when, and, and you probably have heard, we have all heard the war stories of people who were told they could not recommend hydroxychloroquine or ivermectin to treat early treatment. Um, you know, so, so it, when we not only censor what people can say, but we actually censor what healthcare professionals are allowed to do. There can be no informed consent for consumers when the information is hidden away and people are threatened if they try to give it to you. So this is a, this is another thing like the school issue in children. I'm going to look at it as an opportunity to take care of something that's been a mess for as long as I can remember. And we might as well just use this to clean it up once and for all because, and I don't know if you've heard me say this before, but um, I haven't said it for a while, but I did write it in my book, COVID Operation. I spent this time, a little bit of time last year, kind of romanticizing and missing my 2019 life. And then I realized in 2019, the circumstances were right for this to happen. Mm -hmm. And I don't ever want to go back there again. I want to come out of this so that maybe five or ten years from now we can have a conversation like this and say, you know what, that was painful, it was horrible, what those people did was god-awful, but we actually managed to make things better than they were before it all started. And then perhaps all of this stress will have been somewhat worth it. Amazing. With all the information that you know, what you've been following, what you've started, and you're in every every section of this. You know, you've got the, uh, uh, the healthcare. You've got the kids in school. You're talking about the, you know, helping all these small businesses. Your attitude is still so positive compared to a lot of other people <laughs> that are. Well, you know, and I don't want to say doom and gloom, but you know, it's it's amazing because you get bombarded with a lot more facts, and you've been you've been. Well, as I mentioned, you're one of the pioneers who really saw this from the very, very beginning. I mean, you can't write a book, have it published in October of 2020 without 
having all the information many, many months before. And, uh, you know, most of the people just started to clue in to things in March and uh, April when things started shutting down. But your attitude is, is amazing. So I think that's encouraging for people. But the key to what people that are listening need to do is you have to take action. You have to get involved. You have to do, you need to do something. You just can't let things keep going. Um, you don't have and, to be as too- aggressive. You don't, you don't have to be so amazing as Dr. Pam Popper. But, I mean, at least go to MakeAmericansFreeAgain.com and start start seeing what's available and what, what are your options and, and learn some information because otherwise, you know, the, it it will be the same for you. And you don't want that. We, we don't want to go back to where we are. We don't want it to get worse. Right. And to to the point, one of the reasons I'm so positive is that when I started the, the Make Americans Free Again Thursday groups, I mean, I was just looking at, boy, do we have to raise a lot of money, so we better start getting people together. And that was all that, all that I was thinking about. But then I quickly realized that what happened was we were bringing people together, and we need each other because everybody has suffered. I have. I've had people disconnect from me who are friends from mm-hmm. here for years, organizations that don't want anything to do with me. I got disinvited to speak at a conference this year. That was charming. And, and so these are hurtful <laughs> things. I mean, anybody who tells you it doesn't sting a little just isn't being honest. Of course it hurts. But but um, it gets it gets a little cushioned by making new friends who are on mm-hmm. the same page and finding new suppliers for the things that you buy at your company and having a social life. And I caught myself one day. I'll just share this with you because it's kind of funny. We were in our task force meeting um, a couple months ago when we started working on all the school stuff. And, uh, I don't know, 15 of us sitting around the table, and I started to say, I was going to say something. I said, no, I hope I don't offend anybody. I thought, and I, I caught myself, I said, I don't have to worry about that with this group. You know, because yeah. I, I, we've all gotten in the habit in the last few years of everything has to be so politically correct. So, so now we have a new group of friends. We have a new group of associates, and then we dig in. And we start to have some success, and this is something that I've really stressed in our organization and all of our – it trickles down. We take on things that we can win at because if you can get people feeling like they're making a difference, then you can lift them up. So that's why we don't get involved in signing petitions and you know trying to get legislation passed. I mean, it's, uh, it's so hard to get that done, and most of the time it doesn't work out anyway. So let's focus on saving a business, and all of a sudden buying $8 lunch starts to have some significance you're helping out every single time we pull a child out of school and that parent feels confident and knows what to do well we're winning there we raise money and we pay lawyers and they keep working for us well we win there file another lawsuit yes we're winning we grow our groups we're winning we raise more money we're winning we start to help healthcare workers we're winning and all of a sudden, you start to turn this ship around, but you can't do it by yourself. I can't do it by myself. If I sat in my building on by myself on Thursday, none of this stuff would be happening. But I've mm-hmm. got 100 people in my group, and somebody else has 70 in theirs. You've got another one with 150, 60 miles away from here. And, and all of a sudden, we all have our local groups, and together we have this huge national group, and you really start to feel like we actually could do this. And, and that's part of what we got to do. We got to turn around this attitude you so accurately pointed out, uh, this feeling of defeatism. And uh, if you get people doing things they can win at and are productive, everybody can turn around literally in a matter of a few weeks. Yeah, and that's the key to it. The key to it is bringing everybody together and doing those take action items, and you can start. 
by going mm-hmm. to Make Americans Free Again. You can sign up for their Thursday conference calls. She'll even tell you how to get a group started and it guides you through everything. All the information is also on the website. And then, of course, if you've got a kid in school, I encourage every person out there right now, because your school, even if you don't think it's bad, there is something bad about it, um, email Dr. Pam Popper and get involved with this new workshop and get your kids out of the school system. Because even here, we thought it was okay. We were, oh, we got the legislation passed. We're safe. They're not going to put the mask. They're not going to do the non-vaccine, the CRT, and then all of a sudden, the school districts are doing whatever they want. So there is there is no safe zone. Um, give your email, would you, Dr. Pam Popper? Sure. It's pampopper at msn.com. And by the way, you know, when you mentioned you got that legislation passed, uh, every once in a while you see a really good bill get passed. There was one in New Hampshire. The people up there did an awesome job. I, we, I wasn't involved in that, but they, um, or we weren't involved in that either. But uh, they got a bill passed that forbids the, the COVID vaccinations, period. But um, but so many times like what happens is what happened in your state where you get a law passed and you think, okay, we're a little bit safe now. And then you find out the law wasn't really strong enough and there's an opening and that it was deliberately left there so that some of the people who don't have a spine could vote for it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and th- and then and this happened in Florida, by the way, how we got a lot of our traction in Florida is they passed the bill saying no COVID vaccine passports. But they left the piece of the law that goes back to 2002 that says that the Department of Health can force test, force quarantine and force vaccinate anybody if there's an emergency. Well, my gosh, they're one election away from having some awful person as governor of Florida, like what we've had here in Ohio. So, uh, you know, the, the, it's one of the reasons I just don't like to focus on legislation. It, it, there's so many of them just don't have a spine. And so the best activism is where you take the most direct, you know, they say the straight, the, the quickest distance between two points is a straight line, right? Mm-hmm. And so uh, so the quickest way to hurt a school system is get your children out. It's the best thing you can do for your family, too. Um, the best way to solve this problem is keep filing lawsuits and lawsuits and lawsuits and lawsuits. They're a little apoplectic right now. That's why they're acting the way they are. Uh, the best way to tackle the health care mandates the, or the um, uh, vaccine mandates is to see if you can organize a sizable major- minority and say we're just not doing it because that goes directly to the to the problem and um, it's a little more confrontational than some people are comfortable with but they can get comfortable real fast if they're with other people it's hard to do by yourself but in a group it becomes a whole lot easier yeah these are great points because you don't have time to work on legislation or wait for a new person to get reelected, which is in a year and a half. We don't have that kind of time when you're literally getting the nuclear Biden bomb thrown at you every 24 hours, something else pops up that you just realize, okay, oh, didn't expect that so quickly. Okay. Well, all right. Now we're changing gears, you know? So um, that's great advice with just taking the kids out, organizing the, uh, with a bunch of employees because you guys made, you made a point earlier. It didn't take a lot. And even here in Arizona, when they were talking about mask mandates, this is two or three, two or three months ago, right? Because we're—it's almost like we're in the twilight zone, where it's Groundhog Day, where we're repeating things again. Because <laughs> literally, I just thought, thought we just fixed this, right? Because it literally was in June. Patty, um, Patty Porter, who is leading up, uh, um, uh, God, what's the name of the group? Uh, uh, Patriotic Mamacitas because they were the ones who kind of blew the whistle on the fact that we have all these illegal alien hotels popping up and then they're just, you know, they're, they're spinning them around and sending them to places like Ohio. 
And um, she said that they went into the school district to go to the meeting. And of course, you had in order to enter the meeting, you needed a mask. And they said, well, and they didn't want to put the mask on. So one of the friends said, fine, I'll do it. I'll take one for the team. I'll put the damn mask on. She went in there, dropped off 11 letters that says we, you know, we we don't want these mask mandates. We want it to be optional or volunteer, whatever whatever word of the uh, salad word salad of the day that they they needed to hear on the uh, crazy lunatic. Uh, Nazi left, and she, um, they got a letter back within a couple of days and says, okay, we'll we'll go ahead and make it, make it optional. And it only took 11 months, so it doesn't take much, everybody, because they're afraid of us. They, they work for us, and they literally are afraid. So all you got to do is a little pushback, whether it's the employer or the schools, because it doesn't it doesn't take much. But they're you, you gotta you gotta put people together you know like old school where people talk to one another and like met in person you know and well and that's so important you know I've, i've talked a lot about social media in our country has done a lot of terrible things but one of the things that it's that has happened and this is a this is not good is that it's it's taught people to think that communication is posting something somewhere Communication right. is when you pick up the phone and you call somebody and have a conversation. And so, um, it, it, so again, I'm the silver lining girl, right? So when they started doing all the censoring and people would say, oh, I post something about a Make Americans Free Again thing on my Facebook and they delete the post or they, have, uh, they won't let you post for us anymore because uh, they say it's an unapproved website or whatever – and everybody's all dejected about it. I said, no, no, this is good. This is really good. They're forcing us to do what we need to do to make sure this never happens again after we solve this problem. Because if our local communities had been as tight-knit as they're becoming now, they could, they could never have done this. If we right. had 80 million people who in the United States who basically said, and our platform is real simple, I'm against medical tyranny. I just want the right to control what goes on in my body and, by extension, my my minor children. That's a pretty simple statement. You're in or you're out, right? So we don't have a lot to debate about there. All right, so if we had 80 million people who thought that way, we could have gone state by state and made the legislature pass the laws that we want them to pass, not some weak, silly version of what they passed in most places. And um, and this would have been over with by the summer or end of the summer. And so we're being forced to do what we need to do. And the fact that that's not an option has actually, I think, worked in our favor quite a bit. And, uh, and I think the other thing, too, I don't know if you've noticed it. I never spent a lot of time on social media, but probably more than I should have. And now that I just don't pay attention to it anymore because somebody else posts my videos and sends out my newsletters, um, I realize how toxic it was. You know, everybody's waiting to be liked. And how many yeah. likes do you have? And yeah, you know, and I think how many followers, oh friends? Yeah, yeah. And so, like, what were we back in junior high school again, or something? It's a, it's a, it's a ridiculous <laughs> way to live. It's that approval seeking, which humans are also very good at, this one included, but, um, but not very good for our future, right? No, and anyway. that's a, uh, and that's and that's problems with the kids because it's a, uh, you know, it, 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 they have so many problems with getting that acceptance that they need those likes. So it's causing mm-hmm. major problems in, in, um, in not only interaction with kids, but, you know, kids in suicide are thinking about that or depression. I mean, stuff that's just crazy because they didn't get enough likes today on their posts. Right. Right. So, um, well, and the bullying that goes on, right. um, you know, that's, a, that's another thing too. I think that, um, most of the, of the teenagers and adolescents that are bullying others, 
on on social media probably wouldn't say some of those things if they if they were in the same room with those people. There's an anonymity even when they know your name. Uh, there's a distance that allows people to be particularly vicious on social media, and that's a shame. But we're getting away from that, and they're doing themselves in. You know, the media is doing itself in. It's, if oh, they just yeah. let it happen. My my dad used to have a great saying um, when he was younger. He said, you know, there's a part of all of us that, that um, wants to fight back, and we need to in real constructive ways. And I'm always arguing for let's keep it simple and let's make sure we're strategic because our enemy certainly is. But, but uh, my dad used to say, if you leave some people alone long enough, they'll just screw themselves right into the ground. And that's, that's true. what's happening here, you know. The media yeah. was so complicit in this, and I think CNN, their audience is so small right now, I might be able to afford to advertise on that network. <laughs> you know? Exactly. And, uh, it's affordable Yeah, and they, like they're 80%. not going – Something yeah, and they're not going to another mainstream like social media uh, place because those are all censored and the whole nine yards. So, so what's happened is all of this crap has just driven um, this massive number of people. We don't really know how many it is, but they're scattered out amongst I don't know a couple dozen social media sites that don't censor and allow people to uh, pretty much free speech, support free speech, and um, uh, and they're never going back. It's, that's not an audience that's retrievable by these people. So they they have they they seem to be intent on and succeeding at injuring themselves while trying to hurt us and there's no question that they've inflicted some harm but they're reaching the point we're turning the corner where the harm that they're causing us is being eclipsed by the damage they're doing to themselves and that's kind of fun to watch yeah you're totally spot on and so is your dad it's like you know they you give them enough rope they'll end up hanging themselves a little bit more brutal but they'll get the point across you know they um Sometimes if you allow somebody to talk enough, they uh, end up beyond putting their own foot in their mouth. And that's that's what they're doing, which is good. But we still need to well, do we our pray part. For them to, we pray <laughs> for them to keep talking. And I'll tell you something that happened in Kentucky that was just a prime example. Um, the, the governor of Kentucky, Andy Bashir, actually said during a press conference that there was no emergency in Kentucky hadn't been for a while but he was keeping the emergency order in place in order to get more money from the federal government and um it, it, this is just wow. a beautiful thing cuz it, it and and so Tom Renz um America's attorney and Mike Hamilton who is Kentucky's Make Americans Free Again attorney um filed an action and it included um request for summary judgment which means that the facts are not in dispute and of course they're not in dispute you have a video of him saying it right and so um this is what happens when people get a little full of themselves and they like the cameras and they talk mm-hmm. and talk and talk and sooner or later they're bound to say something um that is not helpful to them they all could have helped themselves a lot by spending a little bit less time on tv but they got pretty uh full of themselves and excited about their uh their newfound fame yeah that's like fraudy i mean he said uh, you don't see him as much anymore because they got to keep him on on the sidelines but he uh you know became a superstar which you know the left the, uh, the liberal left lunatics, you know, they, they, they love to um, put people on pedestals, false authorities beyond belief. And it always turns out that they're the, the bad ones. Like, did you ever see the movie, the um, Wag the Dog by any chance? 
Moving yes. like the dog. Yes. Okay. So they always end up picking the Woody Harrelson character, you know what I mean? Like for their superstar. And, mm-hmm. you know, they try to make him the hero, but then the hero is like, the hero in the movie, Woody is like a, an extreme pedophile. So they got the, like the most derelict person and they're supposed to emulate that person to be a hero. It's like Bergdahl, you know, remember in the Rose Garden, they paraded oh. him out like he was a huge superstar hero and he ends up being like the king of AWOL and he was like the biggest traitor. So they always end up picking, or or the um, Avenatti, the attorney, you know what I mean? They were saying oh he's for president. He's amazing. He's on every show and then it turns out like this guy is really like the biggest like scumbag attorney on the planet. Yeah. So they always end up picking in jail, the wrong person. He? Yes, right now. I think yeah. he went to jail, yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. Uh, well, two and a half or two and a half years. Yeah, they well, always pick they, the they, wrong one. They yeah, they do, one. and that actually works in our favor. As frustrating mm-hmm. as it is to watch, um, and and some of this is just the I, I think the survival of it is just saying is resigning yourself to this that there is no quick fix, and then you don't get upset because next month it's still going to be going on. Because I can assure you, next month it's still going to be going on, right? So that's oh, the yeah. first thing is you don't you don't get excited about that anymore. We're going to be in this for a long time. The second thing is find your tribe. That's my advice. Find your tribe. The third thing is um, you know meet with that tribe and and get engaged in good work. Whether you do it with us or whether you do it with somebody else, but but get engaged and and becoming part of the solution because how if all of us do a little bit. It adds up to a lot, and we'll see a huge sea change, and that will be good for all of us. And um, and then just look at how we can take advantage of all of this to make things better in the long term. And uh, and I think that um, you know if you look at people who've been through transitions, and, and think about the number of times you've heard this, where somebody loses their job, devastated, absolutely devastated, right? You've you've had this happen with friends or family. Oh yeah. And then yeah. they find they find a new job. Uh, eventually, of course, and they go, oh, my gosh, this is so much better than the job mm-hmm. that I lost, okay? I can't believe, you know, I never would have left if they hadn't done that, if they hadn't downsized or whatever, but I'm so much happier where I am. And people will be devastated over going through a divorce, which is never a good thing, but then, you know, ask them a couple of years later, and they'll say, you know what? Most painful experience, but looking back, I needed to get out of that situation. Mm-hmm. So if we can just start looking at this one that way, that that there is a lot of uncertainty, which makes people sideways, a lot of discomfort, a lot of bad things happening, and I don't think we want to tolerate that. That's not what I'm suggesting, but let's just endure that and do our best to make things better and realize that in a couple of years, it is going to be different and we will say, awful situation, but we're better off than we were before it started. And um, and then we'll just make sure it never happens again because my job, I'm not a particularly vindictive person, but um, I feel that part of my job is to make the people who did this pay for what they did. And I, I really do want to see that happen. Well, it's the, it's the biggest crime against humanity that's ever mm-hmm. been uh, concocted, all based right. on lies and fear and uh, multiple people's agendas. So it's, uh, you know, this this whole thing is much bigger than just a mask or a, uh, you know, shot. If people want to use that word. I call it non-vaccine. Um, and it's much bigger than shutting down a business. So, um, yeah, it's just, like you said, find your tribe, get involved, figure out what it is that you want to do. And I have Dr. Pam Popper's websites and information listed on our take action tab under our must follow and must join groups. 
So make sure that uh, if you forgot, makeamericansfreeagain.com. You can always go there and, of course, listen to the last episode we did, 214. And then I'm going to add a new banner that has the information for the schools and for the workshop of getting your kids out of there. And I'm going to have her email real big on there. So don't be surprised if you start getting a bunch of emails. I'm going to be plugging that a lot because I want Wonderful. these kids. I appreciate that. I yeah, do. you're welcome. I'm, I'm going to be promoting it, too, to a bunch of the other groups that are part of our must follow and must join on our platinum partners, which you are a platinum partner. If you know it or not, you, you are. Well, thank um, you. I, I'm honored. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> you are. So when it, uh, we're, I'm starting a whole bunch of extreme social media campaigns and uh, unity projects next week to get everybody to uh, get involved here because um, I think everybody is ready to to get active and take action. So we just need to let everybody know here are the resources. And uh, again, like I mentioned it here in Arizona, we thought we were safe with the schools and, and the sooner you turn around and boom, there they are again. It's like, a, you know, it's evil lurking around the corner. Just when you thought the coast was clear, boom, there they are. It's, uh, you know, well, they're, they're nothing if not pro- prolific, but we are very determined and that will turn out okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think it will. Anything else you want to share? I know we've been on for a long time. I can literally talk to you for hours, but I know you have well, thank things you. to do. Well, there's You've so, much, freedom to, there's to so fight. much to talk about. But but yeah. you know what? It, the, the, the best thought I want to leave with everybody is is just to – this is an overcomable problem. And, um, and I would just tell people, take a deep breath, be calm. Get engaged, and um, I have two, a couple of things I tell people. You know, it's normal, and when things are terrible, to just kind of run around with you know pants on fire is what I call it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we've all done it from time to time. <laughs> but but if you can just like put the fire out, and then just take a deep breath, and then figure out how to become productive, because there's they're very deliberate. Our enemy is very very deliberate and strategic about what they do. Think about tens of millions of us being that deliberate and strategic about what we do, and um, uh, and that's you know that that's how we're going to win this. So let's win it together, and uh, we can, we can. I can't do it by myself. I can do it with a whole lot of other people. Unfortunately, they're showing up, they're gathering together, and we're making it happen. Yeah, and we're making America free again. Making Americans Free Again. So that's all what it's all about, everybody. So thank you, Dr. Pam Popper. I appreciate you coming on so much. And um, did, oh, real quick, did you want to mention anything about the, the nonprofit or you want to hold that to the next time you come on? Um, Tom Tom Renz um, mentioned it the other day. So do you want to hold yeah, off on Yeah, well, he started, okay. he started a nonprofit. I'm going to let him talk about it because he has some amazing okay. plans of what he wants to do. And, uh, and it, you know, Tom is such an idea person. If you if you just talk to him long enough, he has four new ideas during the conversation. And uh, just this morning, I'm not I'm going to let him do the reveal to okay. have him on. Okay. Um, but he sent again. a text message like really early this morning and said, "What if we did this?" And I I wrote back in like four nanoseconds. I said, "I love this." <laughs> so I know he has some amazing ideas about this, and um, definitely I'm going to let him be the spokesperson. But uh, um, he he's an amazing person and i think it's a god thing that he ended up leading our team yeah he's cool he he was a, he was fun on the show and he is getting funnier and funnier and every time that i see him on different shows he's he's really getting into this and enjoying it which is great it sounds like he's been able to get some some help and support and just as a reminder anyone that wants to help with the legal fund 
and all of these lawsuits that make Americans free again is, is filing. Throw a little money, tip jar, five, ten bucks, something, and you can go to their website, makeamericansfreeagain.com, and that money is going directly towards to fund all of these lawsuits so they can uh, they can free our country and free our people and help the health providers and, and all the other stuff and help or Tom Rand get some more people to get on the team because that's just the way it needs to be done. So, Dr. Right. Pam Popper, you are a superstar, and um, I look forward to you coming on again and giving us some good news and some encouragement because uh, there's a, there is a little doom and gloom, but it doesn't have to be. Just, uh, you know, if, when you're in doubt, everyone, if uh, just think, well, Dr. Pam Popper is not sleeping, so I don't need to be sleeping. <laughs> and she only needs four hours of sleep, and look what she's doing. So, yes. So when you say, oh, I'm tired, I don't want to do it, just say, nope, Dr. Pam Popper's up working hard. I need to be like Dr. P. And then, of course, yeah, you know, keep that positive attitude because she's making it happen. She has been um, for 18 months in all this chaos. So you're the best, Dr. Pam Popper. Thank you so much. Go Thank enjoy you. your weekend. And thanks Thank for everything you. you're I'll doing. I'll be working hard. I'll be working hard. <laughs> I'm not sleeping. It's overrated. All right. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate it. Alrighty, bye bye. Bye. Oh my goodness, she is definitely one of my favorite people, um, and I'm I look forward to every time that she comes on the show. That was the second time. The first one, if you want to hear that, and it's interesting because the the uh, the dynamics of what's going on in the country and where we are and the progress that Make Americans Free Again has uh, accomplished and has made um, from the last time that she was on, which was episode two fourteen. And that was uh, in the middle of uh, May, believe it or not. I think it was May, right? May. Um, a lot has changed. A lot has changed. But there's been a lot of good things. A lot of good things. People are getting off their rear ends. They are taking action, which is what is what matters. And, of course, now we're facing, again, these mask mandates, which, you know, don't put it on. Don't shut your business. And as far as the COVID uh, passports, Right now, and I don't know how New York is dealing with that. And, and until I talk to somebody who really understands the, I'm not going to. Uh, oh, I know it's bad, and it shouldn't be happening. And um, but we'll get just we'll find somebody who is dealing with that directly, and we'll get them on the show to to uh, share what that is. But it's a disaster. You know, if they wanted to just put the nail in the coffin for New York City, that is a great way to do it. And keep in mind that's their agenda. Their agenda is literally to destroy this country. They want to create the division, which they've been working on for a while, right? They've been working on that for a while. Um, you know what they said in the, and I heard this quote the other day, I believe it was, I had um, um, multiple seminars and shows that I'm watching, right? And you could be doing the same thing, but if you don't have a lot of time, I, just, I put it on in the background while I'm working. But my my job, my role is to listen to all this stuff and then try to give it to you in soundbite snippets and then obviously have some of these people on the show. Um, and that way you don't have to listen to all of it. You can listen to just the highlights, right, the highlight reel. You would think that there would be a, a media company that just kind of gives you the highlight rolls of everything. But they don't. They don't do that on the news. They don't do that. On, they don't do that. So don't um, – don't think you're going to get it. And again, don't watch the television is bad. It is bad. And go to, uh, uh, don't get your news on social media. That is also lies, right? That's all. And it's, it's propaganda and it's slanted and skewed. Anything that's been censored, that is your friend. Anyone who's been censored, they're telling the truth. And anything that has, you know, a COVID thing over it that says uh, beware, 
beware this information might be disinformation. No, it's the truth, right? So, uh, yeah, keep that in mind. And, and you can always go to find the patriotic media on our Take Action tab, and the page is called the Patriotic Media. That's where you're going to get the truth. There are a lot. There's a lot listed on there, maybe like 30, 30 or 40 different websites. You can click on there. You can breeze through the uh, headlines, the topics real quick. You know, as, as I mentioned, part of the plan is to do the uh, division and the Mark 325. And if a house be divided against itself, that house cannot stand. So I know this was a long show. Um, Dr. Pam Popper uh, is going to give me an hour of her time. I'm going to make sure that you get quality content of Dr. Pam Popper for an hour. So I just want to thank her again. I'll tell you about Star Marketplace. This is really, really an amazing concept. It is community-powered philanthropy. We've partnered with 57 different well-known websites and brands. So that what we're doing is when you go to buy any of the products or services, because you're going to recognize most of the names, and it's all different categories. Once you go do that, and you make sure you go through our marketplace, there's a marketplace tab on our website, everythinghomeresourceplatform.com. Click the marketplace tab. So go there before you buy anything. Check out what's available and what companies are participating. Two to 20% of your total purchase is then donated to our nonprofit partners. We are supporting veterans, animals, children, and freedom. We added the freedom because of what's going on on the planet, and now we needed to participate. That's pets, kids, and freedom, 2 to 20%. So go over there. You're never going to pay more than if you went to the websites directly. Usually, you're going to get a discount that you don't get if you go to the website directly, and then funds are going to be generated and donated from the companies to our nonprofit partners so we can make a difference. You can make a difference by just being conscious of your choices and buying decisions. No extra money goes out. Even if you are making donations to groups, still go over there. Let's get some let's get some nice big checks written to these organizations so we can make a difference in the communities all over the country. And don't forget my pillow, mypillow.com and Mike Lindell are our newest partners. And if you use the promo code HOME, H-O-M-E, they're listed on the site, but you can go to their website directly, mypillow.com, use the promo code HOME, H-O-M-E, you'll get up to 66%. Of a discount and they sell more than just pillows. They've got the Giza sheets. They've got blankets. They've got a whole bed set. They've got slippers. They've got towels, which are great here in Arizona because they're light in the summer when it's 140 degrees. They donate 20%, 20% to the nonprofits. Can you imagine? We sold like a thousand pillows or a thousand items. There's 110 different items to choose from on there. What a difference that would make in the lives of so many people, you know, especially the ones that served this country. How great is that? One of our other new partners that I should mention is I Love My Freedom. They've got all kinds of patriotic gear, hats, mugs, shirts, flags, you name it, and they're donating 15%. You got to get ready for the 4th of July. You need some swag. You need some gear. Go check them out. A lot of the times they have products where you just pay the shipping and handling. They do some great deals. And uh, there's a couple other patriotic partners on there. You can get literally anything that you want, including all different kinds of flags and signs and decor, memorabilia. It is loaded with everything that you need to show your pride and fighting for freedom and get some cool stuff. Go check out the marketplace, everythinghomeresourceplatform.com. Click the marketplace tab. Next up, Sam Sorbo. She's a Hollywood actress, international fashion model, a syndicated radio show host, film producer. It's a lot of stuff she's doing. An author of Words for Warriors, Fight Back Against Crazy Socialists and the Toxic Liberal Left. She's on a mission to educate and empower we the people to engage in our ongoing battle for freedom. Audience, a big round of applause for a fabulous freedom-fighting and country-loving conservative patriot. 
<laughs> I like that, huh, Sam? Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. You deserve it. That makes me feel so good. So I ask my kids to do that for me when I come into the kitchen, but I, I don't I don't typically get that kind of reaction. <laughs> well, you, you just need to have it cued on your phone so when you ask and they don't, you just push the button yourself. You know, it, oh, what I've learned is if, so we don't do, if we don't do it ourselves, it's never going to happen, you know. If I waited for a man That's to do right. anything in my house, it, it, I, it would just, you know, the garbage would still be there three days, three years later. So I just noticed. And, Michelle, can <laughs> I tell you, um, I, I want to encourage parents, you know, you, you are the number one person who pours into your child. Teach your children to compliment you. Oh, Teach I like them that. To compliment other people. Teach them how to be charming. Focus some time on that. Like, like pour into that a little bit because you're shaping them. And we've been so schooled that we don't know how to parent anymore. So, you know, my my focus is very much in the uh I don't even I don't even want to call it homeschooling anymore. I I call it self-teaching. Um, but some of that is really about teaching the parents how to parent. Mm-hmm. You're you're totally so right. I know the son, interesting. You, one quick comment before I forget. I mean, it, yeah, yeah. It piggybacks on here. You know, well, we've been conditioned probably because maybe we're, we've not received enough compliments. We've not been encouraged to give compliments, but especially women, when they do receive a compliment, they they put it down. And, no, 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 that's not me. Or you know what I mean? Instead of embracing it which then, you know, that, that affects many other things in life, but it's part of the conditioning, which is obviously <laughs> what you're getting from schools or from the parents who've gotten it from the generation before, which, right? Right. Yeah. yeah I would say so, yeah. So, so I, I just, uh, Sorry about that. you know, we're, we, we go to school, and now this is multi-generational, and so the kids are not at home with the parents. And so the kids are home for, you know, evenings, barely, um, weekends, maybe. Uh, they're, you know, overscheduled. They're going to soccer practice and piano practice and, and all the other things. And they go and hang out with their friends. And they're encouraged to, in a sense, leave the parents in the dust at a very early age because they're separated from the parents by the schools. And so the second generation of that looks like less parenting because the first generation of that didn't get as much parenting as the previous, right? And so with mm-hmm. each generation, we get farther and farther away from just the parenting aspect. And that's what I'm noticing now. So I have a lot of people reach out to me because I'm the homeschool guru, whatever. And, um, and they, they say, well, I can't, my, my child won't sit still for the Zoom conferences with his kindergarten. And, and you know, I say that's not an education <laughs> issue. That's a parenting issue. Mm-hmm. And by the way, don't make your child sit for a, for a Zoom conference for kindergarten. Like, just just full stop. No, that's. Mm-hmm. Can we draw the line Crazy. somewhere? Can we please figure out where we're going to draw the line and and then draw it and then tow it? Like, no, we're not going to put masks on our children because they're ineffective and children are not at all, really at all, affected by COVID and. They are not the super spreaders that they were made out to be. So initially they made them out to be these super spreaders. We had to protect the teachers from the children. No, if anything, the, the teachers need to be protected from other teachers, but, but there is no protection needed between teachers and children either way, in either direction, because the children are not, they're not spreaders, they're not susceptible. So, you know, let's, let's follow the science, shall we? And the science <laughs> says children need to see people's faces. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, they they, uh, they, they don't like I, you. I don't have an opinion. <laughs> right. I've got nothing to say about that subject whatsoever. But, you know, this, you're, you're making great points about the parents. And, you know, um, they've got to take some accountability. You know, they've always thought that at least this more recent generation of parents where they just plopped the kid in front of the TV, they popped in a video, they popped him in front of the, the laptop and then played, you know, watch, let them watch the cartoons. There wasn't a lot of interaction. And then all of a sudden, boom, they're being forced to learn from a laptop. Oh, I, I can't imagine somebody did that to a kid in kindergarten. When, remember in kindergarten, you used to pee on the rug and like you ate crayons. So how you sit, how you supposed to sit in front of a laptop and try to learn people, well, right? Well, uh, Michelle, maybe you did. <laughs> well, I was just saying you know what I mean? Like when you're young, those are things that you do that uh, right. you know, you fall out of trees and right. dirt and it's okay. Everything turned out okay. Not the-, the thing is that, that, you know, we've been conditioned and this is why I do, I'm, I'm doing this, um, this new TV show on Epic TV, which is, you know, uh, re- related to the Epoch Times, E-P-O-C-H TV. Um, and it's called Schools Out because Schools Out at this point, folks, they don't, they, here's, here's, in fact, I just did an episode, and I talked about this. A friend of mine sent me, and he goes, he's in a, an affluent part of town, and he, so his kids go to the, you know, the really good public school. And he sent me, early on in COVID, they sent out this video to, to the kids, so all the parents would show this to the, to the little kids that were all part of this really lovely little, um, it wasn't a private school, it was a public school, but it was like almost a private school because of the, the, the neighborhood that it was in. And all the all the teachers got together and they turned in these videos and edited together this 45-minute video to show the kids. And all the teachers were like, hey, so I'm walking my dog, but I miss you guys, so stay safe during COVID. Don't forget to wash your hands. I'm baking cookies. I hope to see you soon. Okay? Not a single person down to the the first teacher to the last administrator on that video said anything, anything, not a thing related to education. Because that's not, not what thing. they that what their what their agenda is. They're, they're not doing that. That is not Were these teachers... their focus. So let's stop let's stop fooling ourselves into thinking that they want to educate our children. Not a single parent uh, parent, not a single teacher. And I'm sorry, I I get angry about that even today when I'm telling that story. Why wouldn't the teacher think at least, don't forget to study up on your spelling words, guys. Don't Let's not fall too far behind. Hey, don't forget to do your math facts. And here's the thing. Say the first video, you know, COVID had just struck. The schools have been closed for a month, which between you and me, within a month, if they're not sending out some educational stuff, I, don't, I, I got no excuses for them, right? But let's right. just say we're going to cut them some slack. They're so confused. Mind you, they're supposed to be educating, right? But they're so confused they don't know what to do. So we'll give them the first month. Didn't it occur yep. to any of them at any point to say, hey, you know, I really need to reach out to my kids because I want to make sure that they're getting something. No. Because they don't care. So don't I, care. I'm, just, I'm so frustrated. And that the parents would put up with that. If I was a parent in that school, they'd have a piece of my mind immediately. Well, you know, and I'm not making excuses for the parents, but I think maybe just in the beginning, because I'm just trying to 
kind of, I don't know, kind of trying to look at it from a, from a, from a distance. Maybe they were just so overwhelmed where this just hit everybody out of nowhere. And then part of it is even like, this is the craziest, stupidest thing. I can't believe we're shutting it down. We're shutting down businesses and, and, in the country for something that just well, doesn't necessarily make sense. So maybe that's part of the reason why the parents like didn't that. fight back as much as they're well, doing I, now. I like that attitude. Right? I like that attitude. But remember, that were, those were the days where the parents were all tearing their hair out, wondering how they were going to get their kids, you know, quote, unquote, homeschooled while the schools were shut. So as parents, yeah, they should have so been reaching know. out. Now, I, I honestly, I didn't follow up with my friend, uh, but – um, well, that's not true, actually, because I, di- I, I did. I didn't follow up specifically, but I mentioned that to him. And he never got back to me and said, oh, yeah, there were some parents who were outraged. Or, oh, yeah, I called the school and, and asked them for, you know, work to do. And you know that there were some schools who were saying, um, listen, some of the kids don't have access to the Internet. So nobody's going to get any work online because some of the kids can't, can't get to the work. And that is just, look. We live in a competition society. Don't push your socialism on me until we actually have socialism. But that's what they're doing. And so when you realize that that is the focus of the schools, okay, behavior modification and the dumbing down of your children, why? Why are you subjecting your children to that? And I'll tell you why. It's because you've been conditioned to think that they're doing right by your kids. And who did that conditioning? Gee, let me think about it. Um, the schools did the conditioning. So you're a product of that system, and, and therefore you won't question that system, but you will subject your children to that system, even though the evidence is telling you it's the wrong thing to do. And I'm just the, I'm just the, the person in the darkness that's, that's trying to shine a light for you to see, the, see your way out of this black box because you are, you are suppressing your children you are handicapping them um, because you're putting them into the system that turned you out and you think that you're incapable. And I'm here to tell you not only are you not incapable, you're infinitely capable. Your children will love you more, have more respect for you, and you can find your way out, and I can help. And that's why I'm doing the show that I do. That's why I've written the books that I've written. Um, and, and by the way, everything's up on samsorbo.com. That's why I do my podcast once a week. That's look, my mission is to empower parents because they are, they, they just, they just don't know. And they just don't know what they don't know. And half of it is just because they've been conditioned to believe certain things. And it, it like, like the evidence is right there and they refuse to sort of rethink it enough to, to get outside the box. I mean, it's really frightening when you think about it. Well, people don't like change, and the first thing that they're thinking of is if I do take my kids out of school, then I have to do the work, which means I have to quit my job. Or if I'm not working, then I have to do, I have to figure out how to teach or I have to figure out how to do that. So, you know, that's selfish, right? That's the selfish portion, unless it's for financial reasons. I, you know, I kind of get you can't, not everybody can yeah, quit their can, job and then stay home, but you. You can you can figure you can, things out you can, if you try. Here's the thing. Here's the thing, and and this this is going to sound harsh, but okay. If if you want to say selfish, I I don't typically say selfish. I say misguided, right? If you want to say word. that they're misguided, I'm just saying you're sacrificing your children, mm-hmm. and let's not do that. Let's instead uplift our children and figure out 
is there a way to get this done? Try it for half a year. That's what I did. I tried it for a semester. I just said to Kevin, I just want to try it. And it's the greatest thing since sliced bread. And yes, I put way too much pressure on myself. So, um, so, so I'm here to tell you how to not put that much pressure on yourself and how to get it done without pulling your hair out. It is not that difficult. But you think it is, right? Because that's Michelle. What, you know, I love you. But what, what I'm hearing from you is what you've been taught from the schools, that education is difficult. And it oh, takes no, a lot I'm... of effort. And it takes a lot of time, right? Because that's what we've been taught. So I get that. And I'm here to tell you, no, it doesn't. No, it's not. It's just not that, it's just not that hard a thing to do. And well, the I... fact is, that's why, I'm changing, that's why I'm changing the branding of it. It's not school and it's not home. So we're not calling it homeschool anymore. We're calling it self-teaching because the parent is not supposed to know everything because that paradigm is old. So that paradigm is, gee, I don't know how to do something. I better go find a teacher or an authority figure to tell me. That is anti-American. We are bootstrappers. We figure out how to get stuff done all by ourselves. And you've done that because... Let me ask you this. Did you go to school to to learn how to podcast? Oh, God, no. There's a lot of stuff in school that you don't learn. And the reason why I was I was giving those examples is because that's what I, I'm assuming a lot of the parents yeah, are thinking because they've been in that process. Oh, you're doing me, a great I job. I have no use. I have no use for the education system. Yeah. I'm the first person you're doing, that said, you're doing a great job. You're doing a great job presenting the the thought patterns of people. And so, you know, the, that's the, what they, the they've, been, they've learned. You're doing a fantastic podcast. You didn't go to school for that. Other people have done fantastic things, and they didn't go to school for it. So the paradigm from school is you need to find a teacher who knows everything to teach you. And I'm pointing out to people, no, you don't. You need yeah, to figure out right how on. you learn and then, and then fulfill that. And so you need to figure out how your child learns and help them discover how they learn. And then they can learn anything. So what you're doing is you're freeing the child rather than shackling him or her to a system that tells them that they can't do anything because that's what the school paradigm teaches us is that you can't do anything that you haven't been formally educated in. And that is a crippling thing. That's worse than whole word reading, which was an abject failure, which our schools wholeheartedly adopted, spent a crap load of money buying new books for, and then it was an abject failure and it crippled a whole generation of readers. You know, the evidence is just piled up against our school system to such a degree. I'll go toe-to-toe with anybody on this. No, you're right, though. I mean, it's by design to actually not make the students more, even more productive or more knowledgeable. They, it's indoctrination at this point rather than teaching. That's what the Common Core, when that first came in, it was about memorizing it rather than understanding why. So then you can't use those the, the whole purpose of just math alone was so that you can utilize that in different thought processes and critical thinking and, and how to f- come up with solutions and formulas rather than just memorizing two and two is four. Well, why? Right. They don't want you to know the why. That, they're trying to keep you hidden. And then, of course, what now you've got CRT, SEL, and the most recent one is the uh, S, no, C. CSE, Comprehensive Sex Education, which at least we have oh, that yeah. here in Arizona. So you have three categories of letters that have nothing to do with bettering human beings. Um, and That's right. 
No. If anything, the you opposite. don't have to do it at home. You can, you can, the you opposite. can teach them. Yeah. Let, let's just go through this. CRT is critical race theory. It teaches children that they are inherently racist and there's nothing they can do about it. It's crazy. That's child abuse. It yeah. teaches children that their white mother has oppressed them, but their black father who skipped, at, who skipped town uh, is perfectly, you know, is, is the one who <laughs> really cool. loves them or something. <laughs> I, it, 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 it's, it's, it's insanity. It teaches children to hate each other because of the color of their skin. It is racism, pure uh, and simple. Um, yeah. The 1619 Project says if you're American, there's nothing you can do about it. You're hateful. Um, and then common, well, we talked about Common Core. Uh, OCSE, Comprehensive. Explain to me why a second grader needs to know the word lubrication, unless yeah. you're talking about motors, which you're not. You're talking about body body fluids. <laughs> shame, shame, shame. Really, shame. Yeah. And here's the thing. You parents, look, I, I love you, and I love teachers, okay? Good I one. think teachers are, are trying to do the best that they can in a broken system, and I get it. They want to keep their jobs. But at some point, you've got to give up the ghost. You've got to say, this is a bridge too far. And parents, you don't know your teachers. You know, you interview your babysitters. You interview your plumbers. You interview, you know, the, the, your real estate agents. And you don't interview your teachers because you take whatever teacher the bureaucracy assigns to you. And there are some bad teachers out there. And you have no idea what those teachers are going to pour into your children. You have no – look, we've already seen it with, um, with critical race theory. We've got teachers in, I believe it was Ohio, who came out and said, well, they, they're telling us that we're not allowed to teach critical race theory, but we're going to teach it anyway. You have no <laughs> idea what those teachers are going to say in the classroom. You know, the, the, the Christians in, I think it was, yeah, it was Florida, here where I live, were so happy because DeSantis said, we're going to have two minutes of silent time in school. Silent time. And I said, you can applaud that all you want, but you have no idea how the teacher will couch that. What mm-hmm. if the teacher comes out and says, okay, class, we got two minutes of silent time. This is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Um, but apparently some people like to pray to some imaginary <laughs> God. So good luck with that. I'm going to get some work done. And you guys just sit quietly for two minutes while the state tells you to not think about anything. You have no idea what the teacher's going to say. And you think that your children are going to come home and tell you. But I know plenty of children who won't talk to their parents because they're afraid of the repercussions because they know their dad's going to march on down to the school system if he hears, you know, boop. Uh, he'll just march on down. And they don't want the ramifications. They don't want to have to deal with that. So you, you, you can't protect your children from that unknown virus that's infected our schools. Yeah, it, it's it, and it, it, it's on it, it's on a mission now. You have to keep that in mind, and it's multiplying. It's like yeah. an, an infestation, an infestation of this ideology, and it's been it's been brewing for decades, and it's expanding. So that's why, it's, yeah. like you said, it's important to find out what is coming out of these teachers' mouths, because maybe a year or two ago that teacher hadn't slipped and went literally insane. Which, uh, you know, that's what these liberals do. They, because I have friends that uh, like two, three years ago, I could have a conversation with them. Now I can't. And it's not because I don't like them. It's just what's coming out of their mouth is just, it's insane. It's literally it's beyond <laughs> socialism. It is Marxism. You know, like you say the toxic liberal left. 
I mean, these people, some of them literally lost it. So maybe the teacher was not bad. Now maybe their ideology is is going to be poisoning your children. So you you really need to find out what they do. Like I'd sit in the classroom if it was me. I'd sit there and listen to what they had to say. Right. And and you need to. Here's the problem with very young children. Uh, there are certain things, and this I've told my kids this countless times, there are certain things you can't unsee. There are certain mm-hmm. things you cannot unhear. And so, you know, I tell the story of this 10th this, uh, grader who called my show with her dad and, and their lawyer, and um, they had been, she had been exposed to a homosexual, homoerotic, um, um, pornographic, graphic uh, poem complete with all kinds of swear words in, in her class. And yeah, wow. for um and it wasn't even English lit. It was like I can't remember what it was, but anyway, um that was in her public school in Colorado and they they you know, her dad marched down there to the school board and said, You've got to remove this and I want an apology and so they got the, you know, sorry not sorry letter from the twenty seven year old professor and the school board said, well, we, we're not going to remove the poem because that's literature. And, and that's oh why, you know. And, and so what did she do? She went back to school. Mm. And I said, you know what? At some point, Dad, you need to intervene and stand up for your daughter and say this will not stand. I mean, here's, here's my problem with that is you had the presence of mind to go down there and to demand certain things. And then when you didn't get them, you just rolled over. Mm-hmm. So so their point was, well, she's ministering to a, a young atheist in her classroom. And I said, ministering how? Teaching her that Christians roll over, that they don't actually believe in their convictions, that they're, um, you know, easily bamboozled? Like, what is she teaching them? You know, folks, we got to start standing up for ourselves and, and, and standing up for our convictions. It's absurd. Well, a lot more parents are probably feeling the same way he did, that you are feeling the yeah. way that I just can't believe that that was I something. Think, well, nowadays, I, I can believe it happened, but there's power in numbers, everybody. Right. So pick up the phone right. tree like they used to well, have or however well, it works now and call them all up right. and say, let's go together to the school and the school board meeting. And you've got to do something. Well, we don't and, have a lot of time. And I love that. I love that. Um, I, and I'm seeing more parents standing up at the school board meetings. And, and of course, my caution is, if your child is in class and gets basically feels violated by a poem, it's too late for that. You remove the child and you don't expose her to that professor anymore. You demand that they at least demand that they change her out of that class. At mm-hmm. least demand that they give her, uh, you know, an A grade and they re- replace the class with something else or, or what have you. Like, like no, you cross the line. I want. Uh, some some kind of repair made, okay? But at the same time, if your school board has approved this, right, they're too far gone. So mm-hmm. you need to find candidates to run for school board and replace them. And in the meantime, you shield your child from that. And I said to the young girl, I said, you know, if you really want to affect change, maybe you should be striking outside the school, like a young woman named Greta Thunberg did, and she changed the world. And she wasn't yeah. even striking about what was happening in the school. So I'm just saying, like, like we need to rethink this. And, and the way we rethink it is we need to understand that what's happening in our schools is not education. So just give up the ghost. That's not education. How are you going to get your kids an education? Maybe try self-teaching. 
because the yeah. old paradigm is old and it's done. It's gone. It doesn't work. We got kids graduating from college, can't get jobs. We have employers who are specifically looking for children who didn't go to college because they understand how the college mentality limits the mindset of the child and does not produce productive problem-solving individuals. It produces individuals who can regurgitate facts on a test, but they can't think. And we want our children, we want to raise our children to know how to think. And that's a completely different paradigm. So, um, so yeah, so that's what I'm advocating for. And I, uh, before, I let you, before, I, before you let me go, sorry, I want to get a plug-in for my new book, which is called Work yes. for Warriors. And it's about, um, you sort of mentioned it, it's, it's fighting back against the crazy socialists and the toxic liberal left because they're taking our language and they're changing our words. They're changing the very definitions of our words. So if you think that fascism is right wing, I've got news for you. Fascism is left wing. You can look it up online and it will tell you that it's right wing. But if you actually look at what the fascists did and traditionally what fascism means, it means everything left wing. It means big government controls your life. And their tactics are bullying and intimidation and violence. And that's what we saw over the summer with the Antifa movement that strangely calls themselves anti-fascists, but in fact is fascist. It's mm-hmm. the very definition, the epitome of fascism. And many other words like that. So if you're interested at all in the way that the, the, way that the left is, um, is taking our language changing the definitions and using them against us. So they will tell you that your school has an A grade. An A grade translates to, uh, I think it's a, like a 38% proficiency on exams. 38% translates yeah, to an A. a or well, like that. A. I'm just saying, like, you, you need to go, you need to look behind the words because they are not afraid of taking the words and using them to lie to you. Yes, and they make up definitions to confuse you, and then, you know, it's part of their overall agenda of communication so that you, you don't necessarily you think left is right and right is left and up is down and, and down is up, and you just go, I'm, I have no idea what that woman just said. It's a full sentence of words that didn't mean what they normally mean. So it, right. it, is, it has gotten extreme, and I encourage everyone to get the book because it will help you, help you understand and actually kind of communicate and have the almost like you need the comeback lines when somebody says some of these things kind to of. you because it's you, you need your ammunition. You got to go. Yeah. You got to bounce. And I got to say, show. I had a lot of fun writing the book. It's it's quite sarcastic. People are really enjoying it because it's funny and fun. And you know, we're called person. to be happy warriors. We can't get too too uh, overwhelmed with any of this stuff. The truth will out. You want to give your website? SamSorbo.com. Just Simple. go to samsorbo.com. You'll find everything there. And follow her on social media, everybody. I know you got a bump. You've got the 2 o'clock, but I'd love to have Thank you come you. back on and knock some sense into everybody and encourage them to get those kids and teach them at home, Sam. So thank you so much for everything Thank that you're you. doing. Your show is great, by the way. All right. Thank, thank you Sam so much. Sorbo. Take care. You're welcome. You're welcome. What a great woman, everybody. She is no holds barred, which is awesome. I love that she just tells you how it is. She gives you the truth. She gives you the facts. And she's giving you solutions, too, which is awesome. And uh, more people like her are needed to stand up, to fight back, fight back, fight back in a way where not physical. Come on, guys. I'm not even going to clarify and stupid like that. What's the left would do? They would, like, spin it. It's just she mentioned in her book. Her book is... Um, 
Wards for Warriors Fight Back Against Crazy Socialists and the Toxic Liberal Left, samsorbo.com. So go check that out. Go check out uh, her show is, on, is also on there. And then, of course, uh, the Epoch Times. She's got a show through the Epoch, uh, Epoch Network, Epoch TV. So, yeah, she's one of those warriors who are out there fighting for the kids, standing up and encouraging the parents to to take control because the indoctrination and what's going on in these schools is – she made a great point, which we've not really discussed uh, in detail on this show, and I'm just going to wrap it up because I want to keep it to the two-hour mark. Um, She said, you know, depending on what is really coming out of these schools and what is being taught, sometimes they're too far gone until you change, which is, you know, we encourage people to go to the school board meetings but if you the leadership positions are still the people there that are in the indoctrinators that are part of this agenda of the CRT, the uh, CSE, the SEL, the 1619 project, things like that. If they are still part of that, um, then it's, it's time to move to another school district until you get the candidates in there, in the elected positions to actually be real leaders. So, um, yeah, a lot of things to think about. A lot of things going on on the planet today. And again, we want to encourage everybody to take action, to take action. So what I would like you to do is I would like you to join our Save My Freedom movement. We're bringing in all the groups, all the past guests, which are the partners, the different organizations. We're bringing everybody together uh, so we can, as things are going to be quickly changing in this country, that we want to make sure that we have the mobilization and the encouragement, whether it's digital or physically in person, um, or the resources in order to, obviously, we want you to grow your business, enhance the quality of your life, and make a difference, especially in your communities. But more so, um, as the uh, tactics of the Nazi regime of the Biden administration and these companies get more aggressive with the vaccine mandates, shall I say the non-vaccine mandates and the uh, censorship and the shutting down of websites, the shutting down of the influencers or the people who are delivering the truth, um, then, you know, how, how do you, how do you make a difference? How do you make a change? You stand up and you have your voice be, told, remember, I gave you the story real quick about Patty Porter when they went to the school board meeting. This is before well, a couple months ago. And the Tempe Board of School or the Tempe School District was requiring masks for kids, which we know that they don't do anything. It actually cuts off oxygen for people. It's kind of a no-brainer. Common sense with the mask on. You're breathing your own dirty air. Um, and the particles of any virus or, or anything, it's much smaller than the holes, the porous holes of the mass, so it goes right through. So, and that's scientific. So if you want to follow the science, follow the science. And in order for them to get the mask mandate to become optional, so masks were then optional, which is insane that we were going to have to have these conversations. The, um, it took 11 moms. They each signed a little a notice. They handed it in, and it just took 11 people to have that reverse. So it doesn't take much. But it requires the movement, the people to get involved, to take action, and to physically be present, show up, show up. Just like all of the protesters that you've seen over the past two weekends in Europe, 
There's, you're talking millions of people, okay? If we did that here in the United States of America, the land of the previously uh, free who have apparently forgotten that the reason why we had that freedom is because of the brave. Uh, if we did that, because just think of the, just think we could get all this done. No, there would be no mandate for anything because the people said, oh, hell no. Oh, hell no. You're, you're talking about health now. You're talking about life and death situations. And please encourage all of your friends, your families, your contacts, your clients to go visit our resource center, right? It's the platform. It's our platform, our website, everything home resourceplatform.com. The information that I put on there, which I never thought I would have to add back on, we're talking about the max, the, the, the um, mandates and all that, right? Remember we were saying mask hole months ago, don't be a mask hole, don't get Shawshanked. Remember when they went to the movie Shawshank Redemption, they were in, in prison, then they got out of prison, but then they were kind of feeling like they, they, they wanted to go back in. They all wanted to go back in to obey, to follow orders. That's not us. That's not we the people. So don't get Shawshanked, everybody. Don't put the mask on. It's, not only, it's only hurting your health, and it's a symbolism of control and tyranny. And the information about the COVID-19 not even being a real virus is out there from the FDA and the CDC. Listen to the episode from Mike Adams, the health ranger, healthrangerreport.com. He's on our must listen to page. Listen to it from Saturday and listen to it from today. I'm going to post it on the website. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to put it on the homepage. I'm also going to put it on the COVID facts. I encourage your everyone that you know to start using this platform as a resource because I've added and not for, obviously I want you to listen to past shows. Obviously I want you to listen to other people's shows that are on our must listen to page under the take action tab. Obviously I want you to um, join some of the, uh, the groups and the organizations on our must follow and join group. Those are the people that are telling you that messages that matter, of course, from the people that you need to know about and the groups that have all of the resources. I want you to do that too. pick the ones that you, that uh, work for you and what they offer and, we're adding new ones all the time. But the resources, right? The resources is what is there. So under, uh, you go to the COVID facts. I have all of the different options from the professionals, from the experts, like Dr. Zelenko. You've got Dr. Brian Artis. You've got, um, God, I can't, why am I blanking? I'm blanking on their names. Um, I'm going to pull it up here. It's um, with Perfudesonine, for Ivermectin, for HCQ. So all of that. And especially in the, the America's Frontline Doctors is on there. So all of these resources are there. So you can easily find it depending on what you need. If you want to get the prophylactic, if you actually need the medications, if you want the therapeutics um, and the protocols. And then the, then the COVID vaccines, right? You, got the, you want those exemptions, those religious exemptions. I put Peggy Hall's information on there. So then that way you can get that directly from her website. So at least gets you, um, gets you to that get website. So you don't have to think of all like, who's, who, like, who's that professional? Who's that one guy that I saw on that one show that I couldn't remember the thing. If you just go to the exemptions, COVID vaccines, tests, and masks, 
as soon as I find somebody who is doing that, I'm going to post the graphic on there and send the information so that when you click on it, it'll get you to that website. It'll get you to that link. It'll get you to where you need to go. So I put Peggy Hall's information, which is really great. And she has videos and she has uh, the documents and all that, the process, a lot more stuff. But then there was also there was an, uh, information on all of the religious exemptions even including the military was listed on there. And that was Andrew uh, Torba, who is the CEO of Gab. So I put his link on there. So you'll see that graphic. And then um, Dr. Shannon Croner, she's coming on the show on Friday the 13th. Oh, we've got a Friday the 13th at 1 p.m. And she is, uh, her organization is about the religious uh, exemptions and freedoms and uh, the uh, religious leaders, like real leaders. So literally, you start using this as the resource because the information is there. There's a lot more, but that was just ones that I added this weekend that I wanted to let everybody know because I think you're going to need them. So go ahead and grab that, and I believe you have to get them notarized. So you might want to get prepared to have that. And then it'll also give you talking points. Like in Peggy Hall, will tell you what to say when someone says, put a mask on. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's not, it's not, if they can't legally mandate you to have a mask, a, a, vac- a vaccine or a non-vaccine, or even a PCR test, but they're violating the Constitution. There are lawsuits that they're filing, and that's through Thomas Renz, right? Thomas Renz, our, our buddy and our, one of our partners, Thomas Renz, uh, with, and he's working with America's Frontline Doctors. He's working with Dr. Pam Popper over at Make Americans Free Again. He's on episode 226, if you want to listen to that. So they're filing it, but it's going to take a while. It's going to, you know, so you just got to, got to know uh, what you can do uh, to, uh, to not, not obey and succumb, right? So uh, let's see what else Dr. Pam Popper, speaking of, she will be on Friday's show on Friday. And Raj Dorsami is coming on. He's going to be talking about Defend Our Union, his organization. They've got a couple great events coming up that I will be participating in. And then next Monday is Peggy Hall at 1 p.m. and Sheriff Mack at 1.30. We're going to be talking Constitution. It's going to be a Constitution throwdown. We're going to ask him about the border. And so why, aren't these, uh, why aren't these sheriffs uh, following the Constitution? And then why are the sheriffs allowing cities to, to uh, enforce a mandate when it comes to vaccines, PCR tests, and the... Uh, What's the other one? Masks, PCR tests, oh, the non-vaccines. So yeah, if the, if the sheriffs are, are, are uh, obligated to answer to we the people, then uh, what's going on? Why aren't we? Why are we having? Why are we having these issues? Yes, I can understand if it's a liberal, uh, non-constitution loving sheriff like we have here in Merrick Corruption County. But what about these other counties in Arizona and other states? So um, we will talk about that. And again, Shannon, uh, Dr. Shannon Croner will be on uh, next Friday at one o'clock. So anyway, like I said, just start using this as, as a resource and encourage people to also uh, access the information. And of course, as far as the episodes of our past shows we have, I have to write it down because uh, it changes, obviously, every time I have a show. We have had 224 partners. And that's 533 of these live segments. And you can find all of these shows on our Take Action tab, obviously, the Episodes tab, and you'll see 
Purpose Driven Partner segment. That's this live show. There's blog episodes that we have from the shows in the past. There's famous and more well-known people, the names that you will recognize. There's another page there that you can you can access all of those shows. So, yes, start listening to them depending on what topic you need to know some information about to grow your business, enhance the quality of your life, and make a difference, especially in your communities. Check out all of the information on the Take Action tab, the must-listen-to people, the must-follow and join. Those are the ones that I know that you will recognize most of their names for the organizations or for them individually. And these are the people you should follow on social media, too like uh, Dr. Christiana Northrup, episode 230, and Dr. Sherry Tenpenny. So uh, we're getting her on here. Hopefully this month might be, we're trying to get her on for this month. And then, of course, Dr. Larry Pilebski, episode 213. Oh, Dr. Pam Popper, episode 214. She's coming on, in on Friday. So there's a lot of information there. Everything that you need literally is there. And um, let's all decide to take action. And stand up. Stand up to the things that you believe in or you believe that you need to stand up for, like this freedom, your freedoms. How about your freedoms, everybody? Um, we can do this. We could do this together. Just as Mike Miller said, you know, he's, he decided to stand up, created an organization. Now he's getting a show and he's, uh, he's making it happen and working with other people to make a difference because what's going on now in just about every category is just wrong. It is just wrong. And, and literally, again, it's not politics anymore. It is life. That's why it's take action at BLC, business, life, and community, because everything has been infested. So it uh, it is time, everybody. All right, it's 2.15, 2.15. We're going to wrap it up. I didn't mean to ramble, but I just want everybody to know that the resources are there. They're there on the website, everythinghomeresourceplatform.com. When I say renew our faith, restore our republic, rebuild our economy, and reopen America 100%. I really mean it. I didn't think that we would be talking about shutdowns or these mandates again or the uh, vaccine passport. So we've got to stand up and fight back, everybody. Um, we're going to give you the information to do that. Become part of the Save My Freedom movement. That's what needs to happen. I'm telling you. Um, Remember that once you commit, everything changes. And again, I still can't believe I have to say it. Don't be a mask hole, people. And you don't want to be shawshanked. You want to put that common sense cap on and leave it on all day. Sleep in it. Because remember that courage, conviction, and common sense are contagious. Find other like-minded people or even people who don't like what's going on in the world and want to join together and start with that in your communities. Find out. Who wants to make a difference and invite them to join us? We'll all do it together. We'll all do it together, but find out. Start talking to your friends, your family, your contacts, because it affects everybody's life. And like I said, it's coming. It's coming like a, a nuclear Biden bomb, literally, a week to two weeks. Everything's going to be changing. They're already talking about lockdowns in the next two weeks for something that doesn't, well, what they say, COVID-19. That doesn't, that's not a thing. That was actually, that was made up. The spike proteins from the vaccine, that's real. That's the problem. That's why they're pushing it. But anyway, 
I think we've covered more than enough of Dan. Just a special thank you to all of our partners with the Everything Home Socially Conscious Referral Network. Their information, their episodes, and their shows are listed on our website, everythinghomeresourceplatform.com. I gave you a lot today, a lot to take in. You might want to re-listen to the episode a couple of times. Grab that pen and paper and jot down the information because it's going to be a life changing for you. I promise. I promise. I promise. You can always start with the take action tab on the website. And then, of course, we will be live with the five guests, seven minute segments, and two amazing soapbox guests on Friday at 12 p.m. You've got lots to do. Remember, get up an extra hour every day so you can do your take action items for your business, your life, and your community. Take action, BLC, BLC. Make your plan. But first, every morning, first you pray, then you plan, then you take action. If you're still listening, thank you so much. If you're awake, I think you are. A lot of homework from this show. Everything Home, talk radio show, podcast, and patriotic, purpose-driven resource platform. Your censorship-free safe space sanctuary for patriots. Everybody, we're going to do a little God bless America, and then we are good to go. So thank you, everybody, for listening. And thanks to all the partners. Don't forget, join our community, social media, newsletter, Rumble. Subscribe on the podcast, whatever platform you like. You can always listen to the show live on the homepage of our website. There's a player on there. Big graphic links. That's where you're going to get to all the links. If you want to go quickly, you can go to everythinghomeaboutus.com. Have a great day because you deserve it. If tomorrow all the things were gone, I'd work for all my life. And I had to start again with just my children and my wife. I thank my lucky stars to be living here today. Because the flag still stands for freedom and they can't take that away. And I'm proud to be an American where at least I know I'm free. I won't forget the men who died, who gave that right to me, and I gladly stand up next to you and defend her still today, cause there ain't no doubt I love this land, God bless the USA. You've been listening to Everything Home with Michelle Swinnick. Life, laughter, and the pursuit of happiness. To meet, learn from, and hire the experts and the guests, professionals, and members of the Everything Home Socially Conscious Referral Network and Marketplace, visit everythinghometalkshow.com slash episodes. And to listen, subscribe, rate, review, like, follow, comment, and share, go to www.everythinghometalkshow.com and find us on all the major listening platforms. Thanks for listening. We hope you were entertained, and we hope that you picked up some real-life, tangible takeaways from some good people doing good business and good things. Till next time, this is Everything Home, signing off.